Welcome to another episode of the Heartship Journey Podcast. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm your host, Andrea Mauser, a mindset and personal growth coach. We all experience hardships in our life, and I'm just in awe of how people grow through them. And I love what my guest today shared, and that every experience creates wisdom. My guest today is Ashley Glockner, a wife, mom of four, and teacher who experienced several hardships in her life that not only impacted her career opportunity, but her health, her family, and relationship with others. Ashley's perspective is that there are reasons things happen, and we learn from it. We may not always know in the moment or even understand what we're going through or why, but we learn from it and figure out what to do next. And she's exactly right. Every experience does create wisdom, and she shared so much of her wisdom with me. I hope you walk away from listening to this episode with a sense of inspiration and motivation and wisdom for what you've experienced in your own life too. Thanks for listening. Well, I am so excited to have Ashley Glockner here with me today to talk about her experience and hardship in life. Ashley, it sounds like you have you're no stranger to kind of some rough and tumble times and learning from them and kind of growing over mountains to kind of get that experience under your belt. So thank you for being here. And if you would mind just telling us a little bit about yourself, that would be great. Absolutely. Thanks for having me today. Um, I live in Placid, the big town of Placid with my husband, Jesse. We have four daughters, Braylon, she's 13. Willa is five, Lennox is three and a half, and Sutton is just two months old. So we have an all-girl household, lots of estrogen running around in our house. And I am a teacher, a middle school teacher. Middle school kids are my favorite age to teach. Um, Between math, social studies, language arts, I kind of have dabbled in each of the areas. And I start, I'm starting this um, next school year at Drexler Element or Drexler Middle School in Farley. Very cool. I always feel like middle school is such a, like I'm not speaking their language. So maybe if you have some tips after we talk that you can share to be like, here's how you get on their page. I could really use it because I have some of that in my household right now. So, Well, and they love to know that you're on their page, especially with like their little quirky things and dances and sayings that they come up with when you can... Uh, connect with them on that. Yeah, they, they love it. The most recent one was bussin. <laughs> I made something <laughs> and they said, this is bussin. I thought, what? And then I'm like, okay, what does that mean? They're like, it's really good. I'm like, okay. And then I started using it and it wasn't, you can't do that one. <laughs> when, when you, is that like the skinny jeans in middle part? Yeah, it must be. <laughs> it must be. Awesome. So if you wouldn't mind just sharing, you know, it sounds like you've really had some life events unfold for you. And, and maybe there was some in your life that really would what be defined as like a hardship where it kind of impacted you and your family. Is there anything that you want to kind of focus on or share about today? Well, I would say a turning point in my life um, was when I uh, started back in college as a non-traditional student. Uh, I started um, at Clark University in Dubuque, wonderful education that I got there. And I graduated uh, at the age of 30, so just five, wow. 32. At the age wow. of 32, I graduated the same year I was getting married. Oh, my gosh. So um, I really 
took it serious uh, when I was in college as a non-traditional student and just loved every bit of the education um, that I got. My professors were wonderful. And was it, did you go on-site for classes? I went on-site for classes. So I worked a lot, um, pretty much full-time plus hours on the side, and I was a single mom and um, graduated summa cum laude with a 3.8 Grade point average. Oh, my God. Congratulations. So then after that, and this is a uh, what I tell my students, I often refer to this a lot with my students, is I graduated with high honors, and then it came time to pass my boards or my, ta- my licensure to get my licensure, yeah. my teaching licensure, and it took me eight times, several times, oh. uh, four to be exact, I failed by just a single question or a few points. So it was within reach and I just wasn't there yet. And so I had to figure out every single time how I was going to change things up to meet that end goal. So I think that wisdom and that learning, those learning experiences um, and, and I always tell my students those mountains that I had to climb, that big mountain that I had to climb to get that end goal, uh, really helped shape me to be the person that I am today. And I use those, um, I use that often in my classroom. Well, and how was your mindset during that time? Um, I, it was, you know, I had to just keep encouraging myself because I knew I wanted to be a teacher. I knew I worked my tail off to become a teacher, to go to school, to get that degree, to, you know, do every last bit of homework that I could, work all those hours, and I wasn't going to fall short. I wasn't going to allow myself to fall short of being a teacher with this education degree. Right. So um, I just had to figure out what I needed to do, how I could change it up, how I could change the process up to study for these, um, the, this praxis in order mm-hmm. to be successful. Sounds like you had a lot of strength and perseverance. I, I use the word perseverance often. Yeah. And you have to figure it out. You're not there yet, but mm-hmm. we'll get there. Mm. So I would I would consider that the first um, kind of like the, the groundwork. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so we had a good thing and we had some, um, you know, some learning uh, things along the way. And I call it any challenge that I've faced. It's when I gain wisdom. It's mm-hmm. when I gain tools to be able to attack the next challenge that comes my my way. Sounds like you have a lot of appreciation. Uh, find appreciation maybe in what you experience. Yes. I, I, not always does that happen when the challenge presents itself. I always say, this is happening for a reason. This challenge is happening for a reason. I might not understand it now and I might not understand it in a year, but I'll figure out why this happened because something good or some type of learning experience will come from it. Mm-hmm. So love that. So then after um, I finally passed my uh, my licensure, I got my licensure. I uh, obtained my first teaching job after a year of subbing, which taught me a lot of classroom management um, type skills. Uh, I was in the classroom as a middle school teacher and just loved that age. And then, as I said earlier, recently just um, got this you know, this different position again in the middle school. And I can't wait to um, start the school year and be kind of a first year teacher all over again. Yeah. And what did COVID, if we can just take maybe a moment on that, how did that translate to teaching? Um, 
it was a difficult year with COVID. You know, the kids were eager to be back in the classroom. And contrary to maybe what people or what social media also always shows us, teachers were excited to be in the classroom as well. Mm-hmm. It was just the unknown that maybe caused some anxiety for both the adults, teachers, yeah. administration, and, and students alike. We, you know, we want the best for everybody. And it's easiest to learn in the classroom. Uh, we were fortunate to be in school five days a week, but that also meant um, a lot of work after our contract and uh, hours yeah. for teachers at um you know, with our, our virtual learners, we had to get the needs of every learner met. So, yeah. um, a very stressful year yeah. indeed. And, and when you got through and, and one that I got through, it was cut short, uh, on my end due to some health reasons, but so, um, so yeah, which, you know, a few after I got my first job and, and had a few kids and then now, um, this last year with COVID has, uh, really posed a lot of challenges, uh, made the mountain even taller to climb. I would, I would venture to say, um, I was, well, I had my fourth miscarriage last May during COVID May, 2020. And then I had another miscarriage in uh, August of 2020, and then I had uh, got pregnant with my fourth rainbow baby um, last fall. And so on top of uh, those, you know, when you're not feeling well in the mm-hmm. first, you know, couple months and um, navigating the new uh, normal of the school year and the stress, yeah. um, I uh, started having some seizures, although I didn't realize that they were seizures, I had thought that they were like a low blood sugar type thing because sure. it wasn't the grand mall seizures. It wasn't the shaking and the, um, those things that you typically hear about that, you know, the stereotypical yeah. seizures that you hear about. So what'd you experience? So I would experience like an aura. Uh, I can't tell you what that was, um, like, but it was like an out of body experience or I explained it to my husband, like a hallucination, hallucination. And he kind of thought like, it kind of looked at me weird. You know, I have 12 years of social work experience, mental health, substance abuse with the homeless. And so he, you know, I've kind of talked to him about those experiences and he kind of looked at me like, whoa, do we got some, you know, like hallucinations, you know, but, um, so it was like this daydream, this hallucination that was happening, but I, I can never tell you, I can never remember what it was like. Yeah. Um, and so that would alert me that, something was going to happen. And then I would often say to my husband, I called for you. I yelled your name, but you didn't come. Well, it was because my body was kind of frozen and I really wasn't yelling. I thought I was yelling and wasn't. And then thankfully I would never fall, uh, but I sure felt like I uh, was going to pass out. And then afterwards I would get the side effects, tired, dizzy, headaches, nausea, extreme nausea, uh, and uh, really hot. And then um, to the point where I felt like I was going to pass out and I'd be sick like that for at least a day, maybe two, Goodness. and then recover afterwards. And you were pregnant during this time. And I was pregnant, Ooh. yes. And my husband um, works a lot of hours. And so, you know, uh, with the stress of the school year, uh, the stress of him working a lot of hours, you know, that kind of all in combination, um, it just, it kind of all came to a head. And, mm. and so then uh, in December, I was actually at school 
And I was in the middle of teaching. I was, I remember it like it happened yesterday. I had had one earlier in the day walking um, back from lunch, um, but it was much smaller than the other one, than some of the other ones I had experienced in a shorter. Um, but I was sitting in my classroom and we were um, in social studies class. And I remember um, getting the aura and freezing, although the kids say they didn't recognize that I was having um, any sort of seizure because mm -hmm. it wasn't the grand mal type, thankfully. Mm -hmm. Again, still thinking I had, um, I had uh, low blood sugar. So when I finally came to, I said to the kids, I said, as I'm sweating and pouring down, I had to rip off my mask, um, take my sweater off because I was just so hot and in complete sweat. And I said to the kids, if Mrs. Glockner ever passes out, you need to go get me some food. But then I got to thinking, well, this is like the week before Christmas and our parents really treated us well. And there was never a day that we didn't have a whole yeah. tray full of treats. And so I remembered, oh gosh, you're, you're full of sugar. I mean, like, you know, yeah. you have plenty of sugar in your yeah. body. And it just came to me that that was likely a seizure because then I started to get really sick and I couldn't mm. remember where we were at. I said, okay, I know we're in social studies class, but what were, where were we at? What were we doing? What were we talking about? Wow. So I finished off the day and then got my kids home and took, drove to the emergency room and they kept me for testing and they've never caught a, a seizure on, um, on EEG, yeah. unfortunately, mm -hmm. but based on what I can explain, I've had roughly 15 of them, oh my. uh, from September through December and I, I go back to three Years ago, when I had a concussion, I was sitting at my daughter's ball game, softball game, and I got hit in the head with about a 40-mile-an-hour oh, windmill pitch. <gasps> to this day, I can still feel the bump. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I have major memory issues from it, major memory is issues. Um, they call that post-concussive. Uh, to the point where uh, concentration right afterwards was very um, limited, very, very limited, uh, so yeah, lots of side effects still from that, yeah. that I, I deal with daily. So that would be the difference in the last pregnancy to this one. So I think, I believe it truly has something to do with that concussion. I believe, um, the temporal lobe epilepsy, which is what I was eventually diagnosed with, um, which is right above your ears or your temporal lobes. Um, it's stress induced mm. is one of the, um, mm. causes also a lack of, um, adequate sleep. Mm. So, you know, uh, that was happening in the fall, all of the above. So, yeah. yeah. So the seizures themselves are manageable. It's the no driving for six months afterwards Ooh. that really posed a challenge. Yeah. Um, cause you live, it's not like we're having public transportation that you can be like, well, I'll just catch the bus to take me into town. Right. You rely on that transportation. Right. And my kids rode with me to school. Yeah. You know, being the teacher where my, my children attend, I was able to, you know, make the stops, um, daycare and, you know, the five-year-old and then um, the, the 12 or 13-year-old she is now. So, and I didn't want to completely uproot them and change everything for them. We had to drop dance class because I didn't want, you know, to have the extras uh, that I would have to rely on people. And you really, I, I'm one that uh, is a, a service type person. Mm -hmm. If I see somebody struggling, I figure out 
or I try and help them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I send a meal their way or I mm-hmm. drop something at their house or whatever it can be that I am capable of doing, yeah. usually gifted in my time. Yeah. And so asking for help is is equally as challenging as not being able to drive for six months. Yeah. Uh, I've found that it's a little bit easier, but it's still not easy after having to do it for a solid six months, even asking my husband for help because you often find me outside. If, you know, the trees need to be trimmed, I'll trim the trees. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't care. Let me push this dirt with the bulldozer. I'll get it done, you know? Yeah. So um, I had to, you know, arrange rides to and from school every day. Uh, the bus could have come and got them, but it was going to be several drops here, switch buses. Yeah. And that was just a lot of change with mom being so sick. My new meds were making me violently ill for mm-hmm. three to four hours after each dose, twice a day. So, um, and then I was off work. So I, you know, I wasn't getting paid. So it was major, major changes to the household. So that was very, very stressful. Very stressful. Yeah. Couldn't go know what couldn't go anywhere. Couldn't, you know. And we hadn't gone anywhere really because of COVID. So I really right. hadn't been, you know, until I could drive again here in July. I truly hadn't really been out of the house yeah. to do much. I would joke to my husband when he would, we would load everybody up and, and go get groceries because he doesn't really cook. So grocery stores were a challenge <laughs> for him. Um, that, oh my gosh, snow has melted because it had been a week and a half since mm. I'd been even stepped foot out of my house. Yeah. You know, so... My mom and my my dad were wonderful, um, and you know my stepdad and my stepmom they were wonderful to you know get my kids transported to where they needed to. Yeah. In my absence. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's a lot to to take in to think like how fast did I guess did the time go fast or did it um, looking back. How does that? The days are long and the weeks are short, but you know, that's kind of with anything, you know, Mm -hmm. you think 12 weeks of maternity leave is like, oh my gosh, 12 weeks to spend with this baby as I'm nine weeks or almost 10 weeks into, I guess you could call it a maternity leave with my youngest, you know, that goes fast. But when you're violently sick for four hours, twice a day with a three-year-old home and pregnant, um, you know, those, those are long hours and not, you know, when it started getting nice out, I couldn't, you know, drive to town to go for a walk because it was muddy everywhere in the country or whatever, you know, those small things you take for granted. I, I started empathizing really with elderly who couldn't get out of their homes, the shut-ins, you know? So then, um, my work family was wonderful and they set up a a uh, uh, meal train. Oh, cool! And it was ve- it was it was it was very helpful, but it was very hard to be on the receiving end mm-hmm. because I would find myself to be the one that would initiate that, yeah. if the need be, and yeah. so that's hard to accept. Yeah. Kind of came full circle then. It it came full circle. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Was there a low point or feeling a rock bottom in anything that you experienced? I would say every day when I was. Uh, I started feeling um, better uh, around March, uh, middle of March. So when I was able, my body was able to start doing some things like playing with my three-year-old that's been home with me who had to just lay by me on the couch 
for the, uh, that whole time when I was able, my body was able and feeling okay to do some things. And then I couldn't get out or when I couldn't, you know, make it to eighth grade graduation because I didn't have a ride or, you know, those extra things. Yeah. They just really, that, that really, you take those things for granted, you know? So I'm happy to report that I'm six months seizure free. Um, we still don't have a lot of answers. My memory is really bad. I have some side effects. So I have chronic headaches every day. I have headache all day, every day. Um, again, I manage it. I deal Mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm one that just kind of figures it out and just figures out, copes with it, you know, and just what I need to do to just get by, you know, get by. Um, I'm, I enjoy running. And so that's recently been an outlet. I'm hoping to run a, um, half marathon in the fall. That should be my third one. Um, I I have a little bit of distance to go. I'm at about three and a quarter miles, so I have a ways to go, but you know, it's not about, you know, being the fastest. It's about, and I often joke, you know, um, in my life I've, experienced a lot of challenges and a lot of, you know, mountains that, that I've had to climb. Um, and I often bite off some big bites, but never bigger than I can chew. Mm. And, um, I think that's just what I'm used to. Yeah. It's have just, you ever had to say like, why me? Has it yes. ever gotten to you? Like, I, I why have, am I do it? why is this happening to me? I have. And I've just, um, I feel like it's just because I've, I've, always navigated a way to just handle it or deal with it Mm -hmm. and figure it out. Um, I think I've just become uh, uh, used to that. I I feel like I'm on the defense a lot. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had to deal with some, um, now raising a teenager, a teenage girl with that, you know, we've had to uh, deal with some of that drama as well. And and that's hard to parent. That's very hard to parent. And so, you know, um, we had some pretty, uh, serious things go on in the last year with that and just have navigated that, you know, just, yeah. Well, it's a whole new world it is compared whole... to what we grew up and not that we want to age ourselves because right. I always think we are young, yes. but you know, we're getting there, but just to think like social media or the phone use. And I know I've got the preteen teenager in my home too. And I just think I'm like, man, I appreciate my parents a lot more now <laughs> thinking about what do we do for them? But thinking we weren't nearly as it wasn't nearly as bad right when we were growing up yes so yeah I totally understand and (laughs) I'm in that boat with you that way so yeah no parenting book I always laugh when it's like you get that what to expect when you're expecting and I read every page probably over again because I was so enthralled with it but now we're kind of on our own free range right and I constantly say oh nobody nobody told me that that that, I didn't read that in the parenting (laughs) book you know they tell you you're not going to get sleep the baby will probe you up all night then they go through these sleep regressions oh yeah we've done all been there done all that but same same kids you know same family but totally just (laughs) yes different opposite Yes. yes yes yeah so what do you say for encouragement to someone who's going through a hardship in their life or knows of someone I think it's important if you know somebody who's going through a hardship to just do, you know, I had a lot of people reach out to me and say, if you need any help, let me know. If you need a ride, let me know. 
And it's really hard to ask for that. Mm -hmm. And I found when people just did, you had to accept it. Like there was, you know, when they showed up at my door or when they even, you know, stopped to give me some adult conversation or um, dropped off a, a meal. You just, yeah. it, it it was there. You know, you it, you had to figure out how to accept it. That was, you know, you know, and I just, I've found that out myself. I've, I've been one meaning well, like, please let me know if there's anything I can do. Yeah. Because sometimes you don't know what to do. It's hard to know what to do or yeah. what they would want in that situation. But... Um, even just a small gesture, uh, I had a lady that texted me almost every day. Hey, how you feeling today? Mm -hmm. You know, just that check-in. Yeah. Um, you know, people were, were great, you know, and those, those that said, let me know what I can do to help again, meant very well. I've, I've done the same things because you don't always know what to do. Right. But I've found in paying it forward um, even while I was off, um, people are so overwhelmed with just survival mode yeah. that sometimes, even if they're okay with the asking for help, it's their life is busy. Even you know when they're not feeling well, they don't know where to mm -hmm. where to start. Yeah, yeah, and like you mentioned, if it's something that's of a challenge for a person to seek help. It's kind of one of those, like, did they just say that because they're being nice or do they really want to help? Like, you get caught in the moment of thinking, of rethinking or overthinking what was said to you in that way. Yeah. Did you ever feel that it was hard to, to share anything with people or, you know, to offer if, for those that you, knowing, like, you wear your heart in your sleeve when people were going through tough times or needed help? Was it ever hard to find something to say to them or... Um, I've found as I've gotten older and, and having some, uh, experience in social work, it's important to listen. Um, it's important to be truthful. Like, I'm sorry. I, I don't know what to say to you right now. I, I, I really don't just know that I'm here with you or I'm, I really am thinking of you. I, I will say some extra prayers or, you know, um, you know, I, I found that in this last year with the death of um, our niece who was uh, pregnant and um, due to have her baby just four weeks before I was due. You know, I, I think of her often and I, um, you know, I said to my sister-in-law, I said, I, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't know what to say. This is, you know, I'm, you know, sometimes you don't know. You know, yeah. and I think it's okay to be honest like yeah. that. Yeah. Um, but I think it's important to do. Mm. Um, That's a great know. reminder. Yeah. I, I think about now that you've, you've been talking about it, I'm thinking like, yeah, just like you said, sending that text message or just showing up and <laughs> kind of being on the more assertive train, but knowing that it's of, of good intent and genuine authenticity. Mm -hmm. so important. Yes. Yes. And, you know, um, I... You know, with receiving the help, that, the um, the meals and such that I did, I found it very um, fitting and rewarding uh, and easier to accept it when I could pass it on. So when I would be feeling well and I'd hear of somebody that I didn't even know in the community, 
I could pay that forward. I, you know, I, one day I had a friend who was pregnant who just was having a lot of hardships herself. I made it, sent my husband to the grocery store to get these grocery items so I could bake it and so he could <laughs> deliver it. You know, it just, I think it comes full circle when, you know, mm-hmm. when, when it needs to. Yeah. So yeah, absolutely. So as you're thinking through things, is there, you kind of touched on it, but to like circle back, is there any moments of appreciation of really like defining what you experienced and, and creating who you are today? I always say every experience creates wisdom. Um, and I have so many experiences that often in talking with individuals, I often find that a lot of people in hindsight reach out to me that I don't recognize they're reaching out to me. I'm quick to offer support in the form of advice because I feel like I've experienced a lot. You know, I go to my, my pregnancy journeys. I've experienced a lot of hardships in my pregnancy journeys. Um, and I often have a lot of women reach out to me about those things, you know, um, (laughs) cutting my finger. I have a few kids students that I've taught, I've cut, I've cut my finger off. So oh. they often relate to me because, you know, just like yeah. different things, different life experiences like that, that, um, can, you know, I find relatable. I, 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 sometimes I go off on a tangent. Yeah. Fine, you know? <laughs> yeah. Speaking of your finger, it's kind of an interesting story. Oh, jeepers. It's the funny story. It's like, um, it's usually when I offer a question and answer session in the first day or two of school, there's, there's a few kids that just raise their hand. Mrs. Glockner, I hope you don't mind, but what happened to your finger? And I keep pictures in my desk for any of the kids <laughs> that want to see. But, you know, we were shopping at a local retail store um, and a load of wood dropped on it. Cut it off like a, hand, a hot dog. Right off the cart, no, I wasn't working. We were shopping. It was a month after I got married. And of course, my husband, if anybody knows my husband well, he just had a joke at the size of the ring that he put on my finger because it <laughs> is my ring finger. <laughs> oh my gosh. So he says, I have an expensive ring finger. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's definitely, I I could see how people are just like intrigued about that, yeah, you yeah. know. Oh. The kids, The kids kind of look at me like, and it's just, you know, yeah. kind of a funny thing then that... You're probably watching wood piles from now on. Like, is that going to happen to me? Well, I always joke, well, you know, I'm a math teacher, so now I can literally teach fractions with <laughs> right. my hands because <laughs> I have nine and three-fourths fingers. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, do you have a song that lifts you up or it's like on your playlist for maybe, you know, the what you've experienced in life? Is there any songs that come to mind? You know, I can't really think of any specific songs. I'm an 80s and oldies kind of type person. Yeah. So anything upbeat um, is just my go-to. And music is my my jam. Like, I, you'll find me in my free time, all my free time that I have, whether I'm running or mowing lawn, yeah. which we have a large lawn, I'm I'm listening to music. I have music on in the house. I yeah. and it's eighties. Yeah. Like my friends are like, Oh, let's go to this country <laughs> concert. Uh, I don't know any of the songs, but I'd be happy to go with, you <laughs> yeah. know? Like I'm just kind of a have an old heart, you yeah. know. Yeah. Well, and there was great songs back in the that 
era of time. So thank God for 80s on 8. and Correct. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So no real specific, but... You know, I could I could probably help you with the words to many of the oldies yeah, songs. Yeah, <laughs> very cool. Is there anything that you like to do for fun with the family? Oh, we like to garden. We um, we just you know we are ones that are kind of homebodies. Yet, um, you know, we do we visit parks. We go to a lot of zoos. Yeah. Um, we it's we like to do a lot of work. We do a lot of the work around our place ourselves. So yeah. my kids enjoy jumping in and helping out sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but we do have a big garden and they love to yeah. do that kind of stuff, sleigh riding and you know, things like that. Things we have a big yard and lots nice. to do out there. Yeah. So good. That's awesome. And last question. Do you have a bucket list item? Anything that you <sighs> want to do in life? I'm an adrenaline junkie. Yeah. I mean, I've done the skydiving. You I've have. done the uh, hand gliding. I've done the uh, parasailing. Um, but I'd like to do it all again. Yeah. And enjoy it at face value instead of taking it um, for granted. I mean, I love that stuff. I am quite a bit older, but um, I enjoy that stuff. Yeah. I don't, you won't get me to eat all these crazy foods. I mean, like, you know, even squirrels kind of like <laughs> off the plate for me, but sure. you know, bring on adrenaline and yeah. I'll do it. Take an adventure. Yeah. Sounds like, you know, yes. you've been on an adventurous life and you've kind of shared like you persevere. So I, yeah, I'm sure doing all those things in an adrenaline way is just definitely going to like seal the deal. Well, and, well. and, and running gives me adrenaline. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a marathon that's on my list, Yeah. but we're going to knock out my third yeah. half marathon first. And that's awesome. We'll see. You will do it. You will do great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, well, I so appreciate you taking time to talk with me today and you know, just the things that you said of, of just do it. And I love what you said too. Every experience creates wisdom. I think that's a great reminder for us because for so many people, it's just about in the moment and not necessarily kind of looking ahead of like, how can this benefit me? But as opposed to, you know, we have more of the negativity in our life and, and really just pushing forward and knowing like there's a reason that we go through things. We may not understand it. We may not like it, but in the end, it can make us better. And I often say we might not understand mm -hmm. right now, tomorrow, mm -hmm. or even next week, sometimes a year or two, mm -hmm. but there's a reason things happen and it's usually to learn, learn from it and you know, um, it, it all work out somehow. It all works out. Yeah. Uh, may not be what we envisioned, but it all works out somehow. What a perfect way to end. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for listening in to the Hardship Journey episode. It would mean so much to me if you would share this episode with a friend or family member or even post it on social media and tag me so I can personally thank you for helping me get the message out. And I hope you feel inspired and motivated from listening to this episode. And no matter what comes your way on life's journey, you can make your own hardship journey.